Yo, what's up, everybody? On this episode of the Bullpen Podcast, I'm actually going to be chopping it up with one of the top eight women in crypto. She goes by the name of Jennifer Grayson, and she has over 20 years of experience building and maintaining businesses across a multitude of industries. So you know we talked about a lot of great stuff. We cover AOL and the dot-com bubble. We talk about women in crypto, and we also talk about how centralized AI can really be a scary thing when you think about it when it comes to cryptocurrency. So... Let's do it. All right. One more thing before we get to the podcast. In this podcast, The Crypto Bully, any co-host and his guests do not give financial or investment advice and encourage you to do your own research on all topics mentioned. Do not invest into this market what you can't afford to lose. I bet I know what you're thinking. Is this really Morgan Freeman? Well, unfortunately not. But Lyndon thought it would be a good idea to use such a soothing voice for the legal mumbo-jumbo to smooth things over. Now, let's do it. Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Play ball! Podcast number nine, the crypto bully. Wow! <laughs> he makes it look so easy. And that ball has left the stadium. Hey, what's going on, everybody? So we got a really awesome episode coming for everybody today. I'm really excited to have this guest on this show today. She is a very awesome person. I have looked into her um, for quite a while now, and the things that she is doing in the crypto space is pretty darn awesome, to say the least. Um, and I'm really excited, especially because she has a great knowledge, a great deal of knowledge when it comes to AI in regards to blockchain and things like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna, not gonna make you guys wait without further ado. Let's go ahead and bring her in. Jennifer Grayson. How are you doing today? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here and excited to see where this conversation goes with us today. Definitely. Likewise. Yeah, I, I super appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Um, you're definitely a person. And it's funny because I'd actually found out about you quite a while ago and I saw what you were doing. And it w- it wasn't long after that I kind of read about you. I was just like, okay, this is somebody I definitely have to have on my podcast because <laughs> I I really love what you're doing with the space and things like that. And, you know, let's do this for people who may not be familiar with you or your background. What you can you give like a little run through, you know, the experience you have and kind of how you got into the blockchain and cryptocurrency space? Absolutely. I have been in the space for about two and a half years now, which is amazing because that kind of makes me an old timer because (laughs) everything moves at the speed of crypto around here. So. I leapt into the space with an AI blockchain project, um, had a guy that I just didn't know how to help him. I knew about his project. He was a subject matter expert for me on a virtual reality project that I was working on. I was ghostwriting for 
New York Times bestselling authors and international speakers. I had taken a hiatus from my corporate America days. I had spent my whole career really growing up in corporate America, had built a multi-million dollar project and some huge streams of income for, for other companies and mm-hmm. had some babies and was kind of fed up with living that life and, and wanted something a little more flexible. And so I had just found ghostwriting to be fantastic. And this guy had amazing things to say. And so we kind of spent some time on his project and went to lunch one day and I was like, tell me about this Bitcoin thing. Cause I just don't understand it. And <laughs> he explained it in a way that I totally got it. And then he said, you know, I'm working on my own coin. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. And so I started really digging into his white paper and realized that what he had was absolutely revolutionary. And we decided that with my business background and what he'd architected that, we could really serve each other really well. And I worked on that project for a year, was CEO and one of the main financiers of of that project. It's still an amazing project. I mean, it's just predictive AI for everyone. Right. Kind of Skynet upside down really is the decentralized version of Skynet. Mm, Nice. um, Which is, I think, the safest, I don't know if safest is the right word, the best way for us to lead into artificial intelligence. Right. Um, I ran that project up until last summer and then he decided to go do a bunch of coding and get kind of some MVPs put in place. And so in the meantime, I'm still an advisor for that project and hoping that he eventually gets his token sale done. And now I am leading my own blockchain project with a couple of co-founders and we're the uh, Airbnb for office space. And um, it's been an amazing challenge to navigate startup land in the wild west that is crypto. But right. I drank the Kool-Aid early. I love <laughs> everything about blockchain and crypto and what it is and where it's headed and the impact I think it has and can serve not just us from a technological space, but I think us from a social space. And it's why I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with you. I absolutely drank the Kool-Aid and drunk it really fast. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, like out of a fire hose. That's what I tell everybody. I was like, Oh, turn that sucker on. Let's just do this. Exactly. No joke. It was like, man, it was when I was first told about it. Um, and my friend was really breaking it down. It was just like a moment. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like, this is what, this is what this is. And I was just like, okay, I'm done. Forget corporate America, forget a regular job. I'm putting all my energy to this. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I can't do, I feel like I really can't, I don't, I don't want to do anything else. Like I feel so at home here. Right. It, and that is the best. I, I have fought my whole life to build a career in the corporate world and, and this is somewhere where I have felt at home right. since the very first day. And, you know, it's, it's this motley group of misfits that are also brilliant geniuses that are shaping the world. And I try not to be too utopia about it because yeah. there's also a tech side that is, absolutely changing the way we do business and the way um the way things are being 
done not just from a social kumbaya, let's all drink the Kool-Aid and have a great time, but there's also a technological base here that um, really is allowing for some transformational business practices that I think we've all craved, but just haven't had the technology to back it up. And we finally have that. And obviously, you know, for those of us who've been in for a while, there really was this heart centric open source. We're going to change the world that has had an ebb and flow to it. You know, as new players come in, you know, we saw a couple of years ago, a lot of exploitation and scams that happened and, that was really unfortunate, but I think anytime you have a new technology and you have growth and it's, it's just part of how we all learn and those struggles are part of any new technology. I've never been on the front end. I mean, truly like we are still on like the cutting emerging edge of this technology and been on this side. Yes, And I think any new technology goes through this. Um, and it's amazing to be in this early. I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal. And I think when it's all a bunch of evangelists, I mean, I, I yeah. had a conversation <laughs> with one of my friends the other day and she was like, I'm still looking for that person who's like, and I'm like, there isn't like you either <laughs> think this is the biggest scam in the world or you are the biggest evangelist is in it. There, like, there is no middle ground right now. True. Very true. And it's been really fascinating to watch that and to watch someone have that moment where they kind of are like they catch the revolution of, holy cow, this is really big. Right. Um, and it's awesome. It's awesome to watch. So I love that part of it. I love being in this early to get to see that. Yeah, no joke. I was just literally just having a conversation with, uh, about this too, with a couple of other friends. And I was just like, man, it's still so early. And I, I really feel like, especially for me, so I'm, I'm 30, about to be 31 this year. Right. Mm-hmm. I really feel like this is the opportunity of my lifetime, you know, cause when the whole internet uh, came around, obviously I was, not born slash really young. So obviously I couldn't take advantage of that, but I feel like this is that opportunity, but in a, in a different way. And I'm like, to just be in this space, to see what's going on. Um, and like you said, right. With anything similar to this, um, so new, so groundbreaking, of course, you're going to have your issues. You're going to have scams. You're going to have problems, things like that. It comes with the territory, but at the same time, it's like, there is no place else I'd rather be putting my time and energy into because I absolutely a hundred percent see the opportunity in what's here. And it is very true. Also what you said, it's like either you love blockchain and cryptocurrency or you hate it. It's I, I don't even know if I've ever met anybody who's just like, Oh yeah, it's cool. But I just really don't mess with it. Like, I, you know, I don't even know if it's possible <laughs> like, to say that. There's no middle ground with it. Like there aren't people and I've looked for them. I mean, honestly, like as soon as somebody starts talking about it, it was so like, I mean, even my accountant, it was so funny. I went in like, it's a brand new accountant. And so I went in and we're sitting there and I said something like just randomly about it. And he's like, Oh my gosh, let me show you these coins. And he, he didn't even know me. Like he's showing me like, I bought this one and I love this one. And I real big fan of this one. And it became, we ended up like, 
taking three quarters of my initial consultation talking about crypto. It was so fantastic. And so (laughs) I just love that when somebody, it's like when you find that oddball person who's like, oh my gosh, I can finally talk to you. And you're not going to be like, you know, everyone at the dinner table who's like, oh, here we go again. You know, it's fantastic to get to find those people who get it and who are passionate about it. And it's so funny because there just, there is no middle ground right now. And it's, I, I need someone to prove me wrong. I need to yeah. find someone who's like, meh, I don't care. I like, can take it or leave it. <laughs> like, likewise. And I, I would think like, what would that, what would that even look like? What would that person, what would be the things going through their mind? If this is like, oh yeah, this is amazing. This is definitely going to change the world. <laughs> now let me go back and not pay attention to it. Like what? Like what do you like? What do you mean? Is that, right, like, like, exactly. Yeah, like it would bother me. Like there's no way that I could know this exists and then walk away from it. It's like, all right, I, t- I took the pill, I took the pill, and then there's no no go- going back. I went down a rabbit hole. So it's just like, right, it totally, yeah. totally, and completely. And even people that are that have tried to prove it wrong. I mean, right? Like we've seen it with like Jamie Diamond and some of these big guys that were like. Oh, it's such a scam, even though I'm buying it secretly on the side. And now all of a sudden, oh, JP Morgan has a quote unquote coin, right? I mean, like everybody, it's so funny that you just, even these people that are these giant naysayers, once they start researching it and then publicly are like, okay, yeah, you guys were right all along. It's fantastic. And I am old enough that I do remember the dot-com bubble and I can remember standing in the mailroom because that's where I... I came up through the financial industry. I mean, that's really where I grew up in, in the corporate world. And I can remember standing in the mailroom and one of the traders coming in and she said, are you going to buy into the AOL IPO? And she's like, are you doing AOL or, or Yahoo? And I just remember <laughs> us all standing there going, gosh, I don't know. It's such a good call. Like, which one do you do? Do you do both? How much do you put in? Right. And so I remember that and I remember watching it and the dot-com bubble, you know, I mean, it was just like, I mean, so when we see like Long Island Ice Tea adding blockchain to their name, I'm like, I remember those days where companies were like, we don't really know what dot-com means, but we just added it to the back of our name and oh my gosh, (laughs) we just raised all this money. And so I remember those days. And so this for me is genuinely getting to do a mulligan of, and this is not investment advice for any of you listeners, but this is genuinely like a mulligan for the dot-com and, you know, being able to watch that and having the same giant losses that were, you know, pets.com and all of these, you know, AOL, obviously, you know, there were huge losers and there, we saw that last year, right. Of people, following, um, you know, bad money, following smart money and, and not doing their homework and not getting educated. And it's why I continue to say, you know, we have to have education over regulation because you can't tell people, no, this is a really bad idea and expect them to go, Oh, okay. Well, I won't mortgage my home then because (laughs) all my friends just 10 X their money. You know, and it really is how do we educate? How do we talk about how to spot a scam? Here's what you need to do to do your homework, you know? And I see, we're not, it, yes, ICOs were 
you know, they've come and gone, but that doesn't mean we're not going to have a new variation of that. I saw what's the new one ETOs something. Yeah, I don't know what STOs, the new word of the new at, well, there's STOs, but I saw a new one the other day. So, Oh my gosh. I can't remember what it was, what the new acronym was. And I was like, Oh, good Lord. Here we go again. Yeah. Um, you know, because <laughs> you have to think about how many people haven't even didn't even hear about ICOs. Right. And so we're still at like, nine percent of the population and so i think we still have to go through a couple more iterations of these scams unfortunately um where we're we're going to continue to see um dumb money follow smart money and people are going to lose lots of money again right i mean this is this is the ebb and flow of where we're at. We're in winter right now. So no one's really paying attention. And so those of us that are in the space, one are buying everything because it's on sale and two are trying to get our feet under us. Right. It's like, okay, now all the tourists have left for a minute. Let's build, 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 build. Let's get some actual apps out there that we can start using. And, um, you know, let's continue to build because those of us who are in the space, it's like, okay, oh, thank you. Now I have a breather. We can actually get the work done. And and then we'll be a little bit more ready for whatever comes next and whatever that iteration looks like because we're going to have these huge highs and lows, these huge ebbs and flows as more people begin to become aware of what we're actually doing, what the space looks like. And so we just have to keep educating. We need, I mean, that's the biggest thing too, that I think we're still missing are those bridges to the rest of the the population um, that can really begin to communicate, okay, why do I care again? Like why does this matter to me? And, And I think it's really important. Yeah. I I agree. I couldn't agree more, honestly. Yeah, I think there's definitely there's definitely things that need to be in place to help bridge the gap for the people who probably don't care about cryptocurrency or blockchain or don't understand the the um you know the the positives of it and the opportunity that lies within it. So I think once we start creating products and services that clearly show that to people, that's when you'll see um a huge uh difference in into the people that are flooding into the space and things like that. And then that, something else that you said that I thought I think is a really great point is that the whole dumb money following smart money, right? It's funny because one thing I heard was after, you know, 2017 was a crazy year. Altcoin summer oh was word. crazy. Yeah. Everything was 10, 20 X. It was crazy. It I was, was checking Blockfolio. Was I know. And I'm like, why am I checking Blockfolio and seeing coins that have done <laughs> 20, 2,000, 3,000? At one point, I saw one coin that did 20,000% in three to six months. I'm like, what? Oh like, it's, it was It was ludicrous. <laughs> Like yeah. no one, <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and no one could have predicted that. Like, I mean, no. seriously, it was just, it was insanity. It exactly. was absolute insanity. It was, it was, it was, it was super crazy. And then one thing I hear all the time is that a lot of people were kind of like, oh, okay, well we had that moment. That's it. It's never going to happen again. And even though I would like to think that part of me is kind of like, uh, I don't know if that's over just yet because there's still such a small percentage of people involved in this space. And oh I feel my like, word. Yeah. And we're so early still. And the other thing, 
that I try to remind people of, you know, when we watched the dot coms go, that was in the US. Yes, I mean, that was just and so so you compare that now, this is global. And when I look at, you know, I mean, and that's the other thing that that I try to remind people too, especially because I'm based in the US. And so I end up having a lot of conversations with people that are here. I'm like, you guys have to understand that the U.S. is like eight years behind. Exactly. Yes. And 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 what we're seeing on the global stage. I mean, when I came home from India in December, um, oh my gosh, it was amazing. Like I was so holy cow, I got to have a whole new flavor of aid because I'm sitting down with heads of state that are like, okay. How do we implement this? We're already talking about doing it with birth certificates. We had a big flood in this area. It wiped out all their documents. How do we get that on the blockchain? How do you know, I mean, they're just leapfrogging because they're looking at it going, okay, this technology is above and beyond anything we have now. Even with all the challenges, all the struggles, all the scalability, the issues that we know we have, it is above and beyond anything we have now. So yes, let's do this. Where the U.S. really has the luxury to say, well, let's wait. Let's wait and see. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> you know, so we have all of these other countries that are just embracing it wholeheartedly. I mean, India is, oh my goodness, what they are doing there. And, you know, we've always known that India is, at least on the technology side, they're very bullish on how do we utilize our massive population and and culture and workers and how do we use them as an asset? And they have seen this and they are all in. I mean, they are bullish. They are turning out. I mean, I spent time at the Kerala Blockchain Academy. It was why I'd gone because they asked me to come speak and um, they rolled out not only their initiative of how many developers they're turning out, which, you know, India's always had an amazing development community, but also their initiatives for women. And they just are all in on this. And they're doing it not only from a working perspective, but how do we do it from a legislative perspective? And how do we incorporate this into our government? And what do we do? And yes, yes, yes. You know, and then I come home and I'm all geeked up about that. And I've got Utah saying, well, we were thinking about maybe putting computers in all the schools in the next four years. And I'm like, oh like, my exactly. gosh. I'm like, you guys. I'm like, oh, no. uh, you know, and I just am like, like, oh, beating my head against the wall. I'm like, right. we're so far behind and everything is moving at the speed of crypto yeah and they just don't get it they're like stuck in this um i don't i don't even know i don't even know I, what to call it yeah and, it is. and it's terrifying it's terrifying <laughs> it is it is it's hard to pinpoint like one of the things that i that i often go through is having that conversation, talking to other people who are outside of the US and experiencing things, you know, they're in Australia, they're, you know, they're, they're in Europe and things like that. And they're talking about blockchain and what's going on. And, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I, I want to come to the US. How, how is everything going there? And I'm just like, well, about that. <laughs> um, and I'm just, and I hate right, saying it. I know, I know, I'm, I'm I'm like, I know because <laughs> we've been the leader in 
everything, everything. so long. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, why? Why are we missing this boat? Like, I really feel I mean, like the boat is pulling off. It's leaving the dock, and we're just standing there, like, should we get on? Maybe. No, I don't know. Yeah. Right. There'll be another boat, right? Like, there's I, yeah. another boat coming. I'll yeah. catch the next one. <laughs> exactly. Right. And I know. And those of us who are in the know are like on the boat going. No, exactly. no, 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 this was it. This was it. Like, yeah. you better start swimming and maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll get on. Catch it. Right. But, like, we just keep throwing, like, life wrap, like, anything will float. <laughs> like, we're throwing it off the boat. We're like, come on, no, please don't. Oh, damn it. Oh, no, uh, joke. that's so it's true. awful. And I get it. I mean, you know, and uh, yeah. I understand why the US is moving so slowly because. We have a lot of powerful people here that are dependent on the way it is and the way it has been. And, you know, obviously Bitcoin was a very anarchist movement against those powers. And even if you separate what is Bitcoin and the technology from, you know, you separate the technology from blockchain to crypto, it still, I mean, Obviously, the U.S. has some really big players, you know, IBM. I mean, you've got big, big U.S. players that are like, whatever. But in the meantime, we are devoting all of these resources to blockchain. And, you know, there, there are going to be massive winners and big, big, big losers. And... I think the U.S. has always had the luxury of being able to move slowly because they've always been the the biggest player. And I think, you know, it's like with anything, right? When you get that big, you can't see. Yeah. Um, like- you can't see. You can't move quickly. And oh, I I want to be wrong on this one, and I just i keep throwing deck chairs off the side i'm like maybe that'll float i don't <laughs> right. seriously i'm like maybe this will save someone i don't oh, know no. here's a sponge yeah. I, you know i mean and it's just it's tragic and i just keep hoping that if we keep speaking and we keep bringing enough people on and you know we'll we'll get there um but it worries me it, it really does. does. Yeah, no joke. It's like, yeah, as the U.S., we absolutely have the size and the strength, but man, our speed, we need to work on that. Oh, but, right. Because <laughs> like, there's a, there's a problem a, there. <laughs> right, yeah. And, you know, and then you add the element of, I mean, honestly, we talk about everything moves at the speed of crypto because, holy cow, it, it's, you know, it's like dog year math. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the, Such a great like, analogy. Three, three months in crypto is, is four years in the regular world. I mean, everything moves so fast and it is a constant shifting landscape all right. the time. Yeah, it is. And I, you know what? It, it, that I think is one kind of the things I love about it because I feel like naturally as a person, right? I really like to dig into something that I'm really passionate about. But like you said, when you, once you become really well-versed or well-known, right, there's kind of a a comfort that comes with that and it can end up making you kind of slow up and not be as enthusiastic to search and look for stuff that you want to. But that's the thing I love about cryptocurrencies, blockchain is that in order for you to stay 
in the know and to you know stay sharp you really have to be on your stuff like you, you oh can't, my gosh yeah. like i feel like if i <laughs> take a week where i'm like okay i'm like if we have something going on like this week we're launching our mvp so we've all been kind of heads down of like okay let's we gotta go 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 and like i'll have like one day where i'm like okay i just i don't have time to read articles or linkedin and like four days will go by. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my Lord, I am never going to catch up. Like, because a four day break from news or research or education, like you said, like there is something, it feels like every single day that you could spend hours learning about or researching or falling down a rabbit hole. Like it's amazing. And I, I'm the same. Like it is a constant challenge to stay in the know and even not even ahead. Like yeah, just it's it's on <laughs> like just yeah. relevant. Right, exactly. This week, <laughs> let alone ahead. And I am not even close to versed in like the technological side of it. Yeah. Like somebody would be like, oh, did you hear about this blockchain? I'm like, no, 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 right. no, I have no idea. I don't even know, you know, and like right. coins every day. And it's just like, oh my God, there's no way. Like there's no way to stand on top of it. No joke. It's amazing. I love yeah. it. It is love amazing. It. it is amazing. Like in your opinion, like where do you see, like, okay, so obviously 2017 was crazy in the 2018, right? We had the massive bull run. 2018, 18 for the most part was definitely a, a large cool down period. Things kind of chilled. Um, ICOs. Uh, um, I mean, even though they still made a crap load of money in 2018, you know, uh, definitely I feel like they kind of calmed down a little bit, at least in terms of, of scams um, is, is the craze went right. But kind of as we move into the future, right, we've had this really interesting uh, price action over the last couple of uh, weeks or so, you know, to where we pretty much jumped up, went a little bit above 5,400 and, you know, you start to see a little bit more engagement and people kind of getting the hype a little bit again where do you feel like we're gonna be say six months from now do you feel like you feel like things are going well or do you feel like all right we still have a whole lot to work on and we're still really figuring it out can i answer both yes. i think it's both yeah. i think things are going well i feel like um and i mean i don't study the candles or markets or any of that, but mm -hmm. based on my circle who does, mm -hmm. um, it really sounds like we're kind of sideways through the end of summer. Um, and, you know, I think we're all kind of holding our breath um, for that big bull run. I don't know that we're going to see another big bull run. Like I, not like we did at the end of, 2017 like that just crazy pants yeah, like, yeah. spike of december that was amazing Insane. yeah i think we're going to see um a little bit more reasonable you know i mean because so much of that was tied to futures right and so we have a couple really big things i see i think that are still out there pending um and you know, wow, with the instability, we have so much instability right now with these big governments too. And I think those are all going to play into it as well. You know, I mean, we've got Brexit is still a big thing out there. You know, I mean, we have big things with big, big governments. Um, we have Brexit that now they've pushed off until the end of October. We have, 
you know, I heard the other day that we've got weird things happening in some treasury appointments that may throw, you know, the U.S. into some instability going forward. Um, all of those are playing a factor. And then, you know, just as a global community, I mean, that's the other thing too is, again, this isn't just what is one country doing? Right. What is so you have doing? all right. It's what is everybody doing? And so we have a lot of things to consider as well as what is happening inside the industry as a whole. We still haven't seen the killer app, which I think is going to be a huge player. Um, we still have, um, I continue to say if we can get more women, a involved women will always be the secret to adoption (laughs) we saw it with cell phones right like once they started iterating for women we started seeing the transition of what those devices looked like how they were getting used um everyone seems to forget that women for better or for worse still are the major purchasers inside every home Um, and so say what you will about women being part of the conversation, um, you know, they're lagging behind in this space and it's, that's got to change and we have to start speaking a conversation that matters to them. Um, and so as that continues to shift and we're seeing it because those of us in the space are bringing all our friends. Um, you know, that, that is beginning to shape this conversation. I think they matter a lot. And so there's that component of it. We have a lot of women that are driving projects. Um, and, and that is amazing. I think that's going to continue to shape it. Um, as far as, you know, where, where pricing is headed, you know, as far as Bitcoin and altcoins, um, you know, I, I think we're coming to a close of winter. You know, I mean, I, like I said, I think we're sideways through the fall. Um, I think everything's just going to kind of chill for a bit. And then I'm not sure where we're headed after that. I think we'll start to see a bull run, but not necessarily like we saw last year. I mean, I, I genuinely think we have 18 months of good, steady growth. Um, that is not insanity. Insanity. Of, yeah. Right. Like, and uh, uh, that's my hope. Let me say that. I yeah. hope <laughs> we have 18 months of good, steady growth because what that means is that is working capital for projects, that is um, education of the outside money, it is more safety nuts for family offices. Um, it is T zero to get out there to create a market for security tokens. It is the SEC to get more comfortable of where we're headed. It's for some of these other countries to follow the footsteps of Gibraltar and Estonia and Malta and some of these other countries that have said, yeah, let's do regulation, but let's do it in a way that's smart. And it, isn't going to throttle these emerging projects that gives us time to have a killer app um, where people kind of say, wait, what do you mean? I have had cryptocurrency this whole time. Right. And right. And this whole new user experience of 
well, but I didn't have to get a wallet, but apparently I have cryptocurrency. And what does that mean? And how are we now beginning to shift away from developers developing for developers and into developers developing for the other 81% that have no idea what crypto is? Yes, 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 yes. Like (laughs) what you just said is so key. I was literally talking about this two days ago with a really good friend of mine. And I was like, when we get to a place to where people are using tech technology or using apps. And then the afterthought is like, Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, hold on. Like this is blockchain and crypto. I've been doing that the whole time and I didn't realize it. That's when I think we'll capture because that's when the people who don't care will still be a part of it. Because the key is, is if they don't care, think about creating something to where it's almost like they don't have to. It's like, okay, you may not care, but guess what? You're actually still using it. Exactly. And then you get to start having this conversation about now, let me show you how you use that and why you do actually care if you want to. Exactly. You can keep using your app, but what if it also did something really amazing? Exactly. And so I think that's where we really have to get. And I understand, I completely understand why. When, when you start something like this as an anarchist movement and right. you have all of these evangelists, right? This really was about, no, damn it, we want to burn it all to the ground. Exactly. And yeah. I'm like, okay, that's neat. And where does that leave us exactly? We don't care. Let's burn it down. And it's like, okay, no. <laughs> exactly. we have to, <laughs> we have to create bridges for the slower learners. And yes, I realize it would be neat if we could all develop and understand how monumental this is. Right. And this again is where, you know, if we really talk about women and feminine and this sense of community, which is where Bitcoin started, right? Which is open source and community and peer to peer. But you also have to remember that Okay, well, peer-to-peer means everyone. Everybody, right. Not just developer-developer, <laughs> peer-to-peer. <laughs> right, right. Peers is actually everyone, right. which also includes the people who, like me, who, I just want a button. Please, could I just have a button? <laughs> could I not have to know how to code? Code, yeah. And there are a lot of people like that. And so... It's it's reminding them and building the bridges, right? We need bridge builders. Now we're at that point where it is, okay, now how do we incorporate the rest of the world? If you want to change the world, that means we actually have to include some other people. Exactly. And right, right. <laughs> it will just make the workload go so much faster. And so I think that is where my hope is that we can get there that that part moves at the speed of crypto as well. Yeah. The incorporation of everyone else. And yes, we have developers that are developing and we have business executives that are, you know, executing and marketers and attorneys. And we all are, we've all drank the Kool-Aid and we all have something special and amazing to bring. And so if we all are working toward the same end, which we all are in our own way, and it's how do we communicate that to each other so that we understand it? How do we 
honor the skill set that we all bring, even though it's very, very, very different? How do we find those people that can translate the trans, you know, translate what the coders are saying into what the rest of the world needs to hear and and do it in a way that is shaping the world with a technology that finally is caught up to where we all want to be and how we want to do things and shape that. And so I think if we have that 18 months, that is a slow build. I think, I think that gives us the time and space that we need because otherwise if we have another 2017, it's like, it's just rocket fuel and that's not helpful when everything's on fire fire exactly like rocket fuel is great once we actually have some rockets exactly (laughs) such a good point that is true it's like i i much rather see that slow sustainable growth and that's why i tell people all the time don't get me wrong right when you have those crazy insane parabolic movements so where you go from ten thousand to twenty thousand within a blink of an eye it seems like oh it's great for headlines it's great for energy but when you start thinking about long-term sustainable growth you get worried and you're like, okay, how much longer can we just keep mooning, quote unquote? Um, well, exactly, before, yes. Exactly. Before there's a pullback, what goes up must come down. The, the faster- Right, we have to have corrections. Exactly. exactly. And yes. and we, we still have several more corrections to go. I mean, even if we look historically, if you go back over the charts and you look at where we are compared to some of these giant corrections that we've had in the last decade, Oh, we have so many more to come. Oh, yeah. We definitely have room to go. That's why I tell people, don't, don't get too comfortable in the bull market. Because, uh, <laughs> right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Buy when everything's on sale. You know, I mean, and, and it's yep. still, would I have would I have loved to have owned it at 200? Absolutely. Would I have loved to have owned it at 2,000? Absolutely. Am I still going to buy here now? Yes. Because at some point, we're all going to be like, man, I wish I had bought it 5,000. Right. I mean, and so it's again, not investment advice, yeah. but <laughs> you know, it's, it's this ongoing series of corrections and that's how we grow. And so I, I wish I had a crystal ball cause I was really, really handy. It would make trading so much easier. No, ju- what? Um, no ju- <laughs> you and me both. Right? I mean, if you find that, please let me know. Let's, let's talk. <laughs> no, I will not, but I, <laughs> She's like, nope, I'm keeping that to myself. <laughs> I'm keeping that one all to myself. I'm not sharing. No. Uh, but if you, you know, once my sixth Lambo gets delivered, maybe, maybe like, I'll maybe. start sharing. Once I run out of garage room, yes. Right. Everybody else is like, when Lambo? You're like, when, when yacht? When right? island? Yes. <laughs> I know. Yes. No joke. And you know what? Another thing that I definitely want to talk more about that you brought up that I think is super important that I don't hear. I feel like enough conversation about. And honestly, one of the most was one of the, the main reasons why I was so excited to have you on this podcast is that women in crypto. Like, I think that that is so important. And like you said, women have a lot of influence on a lot of different things. And I feel like that I absolutely 100% want to see more women get involved in the crypto. And I want to see that happen. Um, but my, my question to you, right? So if somebody listening to this, a woman is listening to this, right? She's new to the space. Um, 
you know, doesn't really know much about crypto and blockchain, what advice would you give her coming into this space and say a noob? Uh, well, first, welcome and yay, glad you're here because we need more. <laughs> yes. Um, I think the the biggest thing, the biggest piece of wisdom that I try to impart to any woman coming into the space is that you've never seen anything like this. And the beliefs that we've been given about how the world works, how business works, how relationships work, like that all goes out the window once you come into the space. Um, it's so different. And to find the communities of women because we are everywhere. And if you have questions, ask me. I will point you in the right direction. Um, find meetups in your area. Find communities online. Um, usually, you know, I mean, we've been introduced to it by someone. Um, and like, there genuinely are no stupid questions. Like, we are all new. This is so new that we're all still learning stuff. Yeah, true. I mean, you know, save maybe Vitalik. But I mean, honestly, <laughs> like, we're all still learning in this space. I have so many questions every single day. Um, and so d dive in, ask questions. Every, every question you have is a question someone else either has right now or has had in the past. This community is so tremendous about sharing. Like it is the most phenomenal giving community I've ever been a part of. Um, and like, it's funny because it doesn't even matter what it is, whether we're sharing um, investors or legal or an article or anything. Like there just is no holding back of information. And I love that about it. And so I think that is the most amazing part. Um, I, I founded the blockchain sisterhood because I was having the same conversation over and over and over again with the female CEOs that I was talking to. And we were all looking for the same things. And we were all struggling with the same things, but we were so head down in startup mode that we didn't realize it. We didn't realize we were all struggling with the same problem. And so I created this community that's now, you know, 60 plus CEOs, thought leaders and founders of, of blockchain projects that are all women. And it's become this amazing community that is, I mean, we share like, Yesterday, it was somebody that was like, hey, I need some help with branding. What does that need to look like? And it's just this ongoing conversation. And, you know, there are a ton of amazing podcasts. I mean, what you're doing with this and being able to share knowledge is profound. I mean, honestly, like your contribution to this space is amazing. Oh, thank you very and much. We need more of this. You know, there are some great podcasts. And I feel like, with the, the intimacy of the space in yeah. that it still is really little, right. there is an educational resource to meet anyone where they are. 
whether that is a podcast for a beginner or a podcast for a developer that's been developing for 20 years and is just now stumbling across blockchain. There are resources for anyone. All you have to do is ask. Like that, I guess, is my short answer that took me a really long time to get <laughs> No, that, that, that's a great answer. Just, uh, just yeah. ask. Ask for what you need. And if someone doesn't know the answer, they will point you to someone who will get you there. Yep. I absolutely agree and highly appreciate that, that insight. I am a huge advocate for women in this space. And I absolutely positively want to see a lot more women in this space. Um, and I think it's important. I really think it is important. And that's why I see. And that's the thing. So I really want to get to a point to where, when I feel like when I'm doing my podcast, I'm interviewing as many women as I am men. Yes, and please. that I feel like that stuff is so important. And I, I do. I really feel like that, man. I, I feel like I can't. I can't iterate how important that is. Um, to it's do that. huge. They yeah. can't. I. I mean, honestly, women can't be part of the solution if they're not part of the conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Um, agree. And we we really have to we have to invite them in. They're not just going to show up. Like every guy listening needs to make a concerted effort to take a woman to the next meetup he goes to. Uh, because, you know, then she's going to start bringing more women. I mean, like, and I get that it just doesn't occur always, you know, guys are like, Oh, I'm going to go. But did you invite your sister? Did you invite your mom? Did you invite, you know, a coworker? Because that's how they become part of the conversation. And it's going to take an effort on all of our part to, to invite them in. Um, and, you know, I continue to say that, like, we have to shift the lexicon, too. You know, we talk in, um, we talk in words that don't matter to women right now. You know, they don't care about Gwen Moon. Um, that doesn't mean that they, they won't, they aren't willing to take risks. You know, I mean, that's kind of the, the cop out answer that we've seen. Well, women are risk adverse. No, actually they're not, but tell them why they care, you know? And the thing about women is women don't care about a why, but they care about a who. Um, and if we begin to talk about who this matters to, that's when they'll start to care. And that's when they're going to start getting involved and but it's going to take effort like seriously just like everything um if we want to see more women well we kind of need to start inviting them um you know so yes please yes, yes please more women definitely yeah i agree yeah anything anything uh like that is definitely going to take an effort there's a lot of things in this space that are going to take um effort and constant effort it's not a one-time thing like okay let's do it this one time and then all right we're good everything's going to be right exactly yes it's going to take continuous effort so i I think that is one of the things that's really important and it's just like man and especially with everything that's going on in the world i really believe that there's going to become a time where blockchain and cryptocurrency is going to be kind of like the standard you know what i mean there's so much stuff going on in the world that is i feel like not 
healthy and stuff. So when you think about things like, you know, uh, having just like secure messaging and you have file storage and stuff like that, like that stuff is so important in a way that I feel like a lot of people may not have necessarily paid attention to it before. But when you have, you know, these constant, uh, I mean, huge data breaches, when you have stuff like the whole uh, Julian Assange, uh, you know, situation that goes on, I mean, we have some stuff we need to fix. (laughs) <laughs> and we need everybody well, to be a part of that. No, I mean, you know, we know right now that the data we create right now is a humongous resource that everyone is profiting off of, except the people actually creating the data. And we have to continue to drive that conversation so that people are owning their own data. We have to start pointing them toward that. And every single time we see, you know, the latest news on Facebook or whatever, or the next data breach or all of these things, we point back to, okay, what are we doing? And I think that's on us too inside the blockchain community to say, all right, so who did you teach about that today? Who did you put on a platform where they can begin to start taking their data back? Right. You know, and I'm constantly on the lookout for ones that we can partner with, you know, just inside our own project. And, you know, everybody says start at home. And so for us, it's okay, how do we inside our own blockchain project say, all right, who are we partnering with? Who's out there that's doing a good job of taking back our data so that we can begin to own it so that we can begin to decide who's profiting off of it? Because I think the data. Data is crucial, especially for, you know, if we get into the AI conversation, AI doesn't work without data, but why are we who are creating it not the ones profiting off of it? Yeah, true. And that that needs to shift. It's not about taking data out of the equation. It's just shifting who's making money on it and who's controlling where it goes and how it works and this ongoing solution to what that looks like. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like I, I really feel I'm a bit advocate for, I feel like as a user, you should be the one that controls your own data. Absolutely. You know, determine your own destiny with, with all yes. your stuff. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Cause if not, it's, it's a little weird. And, and it's funny because I think, I feel like now that really is becoming a thing that people are starting to realize like, yeah, I never really noticed that before. And I didn't read through the terms and service agreements of Facebook and wait a minute, what are they doing with my information? Right, exactly. Like, exactly. Why, why? They made how much off of me last year? Exactly. Time? Like, hold on. Can I do that myself? Can I sell my own data? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, no joke. So it'll it'll definitely be interesting to see kind of where things go in the future. I'm definitely I'm so curious in um to see where AI goes in the blockchain space in the future. Cause I think AI is one of those things to where people I like, man, this is so interesting. But some people are kind of like scared, like, uh, all right, what's going to happen to the world when AI really starts, you know, being integrated and things like that. But uh, to me, to to see really where it's going to go. I mean, like you said, I think that it definitely has the possibility to do some beautiful, beautiful things uh, in the world into this space. Um, so it'll, it, I'm definitely interested, you know, uh, to see where. Absolutely. Like, Centralized yeah. AI is terrifying. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. it, that that is that <laughs> is the, the I'm on board with everyone who has a fear about that. Yeah. And China has you know been very clear that they want to be the leader 
by 2020 and they are putting all their money, effort and resources behind that. Um, and that's not going to be good for anyone. Mm -hmm. And we've got some really great blockchain projects out there that are tackling decentralized AI and what that's going to look like. And, um, you know, every great technology has been used for nefarious reasons and there's no reason to think that AI won't as yeah, well. I agree. Yeah. But that. I think the, the more we can move forward, um, with decentralized approaches to it and leveraging blockchain and the transparency and accountability that comes with that. I mean, I just continue to think that AI or that blockchain solves a lot of the fears we have with AI. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely can agree with you there. I've definitely had some conversations with some interesting individuals who are involved in the AI place. And I, I feel like a, a lot of people kind of feel that same way. Even I'm not going to lie. In the beginning, I was one of those persons where I was just like, uh, AI and blockchain. I don't know about that, but definitely having right. those deeper conversations with the people who really know their stuff and me being educated on it. I'm, I definitely feel a lot more comfortable and I'm just like, okay, I really feel like this could turn into something very positive to be able to help the space. And like you said, with any great technology is definitely going to come a person who is just like, okay, I want to keep this to myself and take over the world. So right. I, w I wouldn't expect it to be any different with AI, but I definitely think that um, there's going to also be those people who are definitely going to not want that to happen and, and fight against it at the same time so yeah it'll definitely be interesting to watch the progression of ai within the blockchain space over time it's gonna be dope <laughs> it's gonna be very Agreed. dope yeah Agreed. yeah so uh all right so one question i do i like to ask this to every guest that comes on the show and i can't wait to hear you answer this <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but uh what for you personally what mark do you feel like you want to leave on the blockchain and cryptocurrency world Wow, that's a very good question. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no pressure. Take your time. <laughs> right? Seriously. Yeah, thanks for not giving me that one to think about for a couple of days. <laughs> um, for me, it's the same mark that I've always wanted to leave on the world, mm -hmm. which is um, empowering women. I think this is a technology that creates so much freedom and liberation. Yeah. Not just on the social and financial side, but within the space as a whole. Um, I've had some experiences within the blockchain community that have left their mark on me for always. And this is the first time that um, I felt seen and I feel like blockchain it's changing a little, but at least in the early days was gender oblivious. Yeah. Um, and as a woman who's been in the corporate world for always, that was really pivotal. Yeah. And so I think the ability for women to have such a voice in this space and to be so recognized, heard, and sought after. Um, I mean, honestly, that we are having conversations this early in this space that are, we need more women and that people are, people are actively searching out to your comment of, I want to have more women guests on here. Yeah. That we have conferences that are, I don't have enough women speakers. Yes. I 
don't know that that has ever happened. Not, I mean, the women have always said that, but not where we have had so many allies that are, okay, this is a big deal. Right. And I think that comes back to um, how this all started. And so for me personally, if I can help guide that conversation, right, that would be cool. That would be really cool. Um, that was an amazing answer. <laughs> a very good answer. Very good. Like off the cuff, right? Like, right. Thanks, thanks for that. We'll be yeah. having a conversation about those questions offline. Yes. That, oh, without a doubt. A hundred percent without a doubt. Um, seriously, Jennifer, um, I highly, highly, highly appreciate you coming on to the podcast today. This was fantastic. Thank you for a wonderful conversation. And I have lots of brilliant, amazing women that would love to come chat with you. So yes, I would be happy to put you in touch with any of them. Awesome. Yep. We're definitely going to talk after this. <laughs> that yes. would be super cool. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. Why don't you, um, you know, I mean, everybody who's listening, you know how I do it. You know, I'm going to have all of Jennifer's information inside the show notes. So you'll be able to figure out where, her, where, where to find her. Um, but just for a quick shout out, where is the easiest place for people to be able to locate you? Jennifer? I live on LinkedIn. That is the easiest way to find me. Um, if anybody wants to, if any women want to be part of the blockchain sisterhood, send me a note on LinkedIn and I'll send you the private invite. Um, we, it's a great community um, and we love it. It exists on Telegram. So people can hit me up on LinkedIn is definitely the easiest way to find me, but I'm also around on Telegram. So Yes. Nice. All right, everybody. You believe, trust and believe I will have those links inside of the show notes. So be sure to check that out. And Jennifer, again, thank you so much. And you are absolutely 100% welcome to come back on this podcast whenever you would like. Seriously. Well, thank you. And this was my pleasure. So I appreciate it. Not a problem. Cool. That was, oh man, that, that conversation, (laughs) that was, you know, it was funny. I'm not going to lie. I had, um, We'd like to thank everyone for your support here at the Bullpen Podcast all season long and look forward to having you at the next episode. We'd also like to give a special thanks to the team behind the scenes that make this show possible. Today's show notes can be found on our website at thebullpenpodcast.io forward slash post show stats. Also, don't forget to like and retweet us at one bullpen podcast. That's the number one bullpen podcast and to watch Lyndon do some exciting and probably some weird things too tune into the snapchat at the crypto bully that's at the crypto bully it's been a pleasure and see you at the next show good night everyone